Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hey there, I hope that you're having a good month. I hope you're enjoying studying David and Christ as we study about comfort or friend. We are studying a lot about Jonathan this month and some great characteristics of that man of God who was David's intimate friend in the books of First and Second Samuel. And Second Samuel is where David is requiting that friendship. He's repaying that friendship to Jonathan's household. Know a lot of you have a son named Jonathan. And after studying him this month, I can see why you would name your son Jonathan. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. From 2 Samuel 9, I want to talk about Jonathan's, um, from from the house of Saul, for Jonathan's sake, the blessing that David gave to Mephibosheth. And that's a short chapter, so let's begin by reading that. And then I want to talk specifically about the lack of anything with which Mephibosheth could recommend himself to the King David and how that is a type of our situation when we look to our King Jesus Christ. David said, is there yet, now remember he had made this covenant with Jonathan earlier in the book of 1 Samuel, he had made this covenant with Jonathan that he would always remember his house when he came to power, that he would make sure that Jonathan's household was taken care of. And that was the day that, um, you know, they covenanted to shoot the arrows and Jonathan revealed to David that David, that Saul, Jonathan's father, was out to kill David. And so they had this covenant, this um, relationship where Jonathan was sort of spying on his father Saul at the supper table to find out if Saul was interested in killing David. He found out that indeed he was. In fact, uh, Saul, Jonathan's father, was even willing to throw a javelin at Jonathan himself to try to kill Jonathan himself because of Jonathan's friendship with David. So later on then, as a result of that covenant, David as king is looking out for someone in the household of Saul for Jonathan's sake that he might bless by comforting, by befriending, by protecting, by taking care of as Jonathan had done for him earlier. So chapter 9 of 2 Samuel, David said, Is there yet any left of the house of Saul that I might show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they called him to David, the king said, Are you Ziba? And he said, Your servant is he. And the king said, Is there anybody yet in the house of Saul so that I might show the kindness of, get this, the kindness of God to him? That's how we work when we are kind to other people. We are showing the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, Jonathan does have yet a son who's lame on his feet. And the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He's in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. And then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. And when Mephibosheth, that's the lame man, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come to David, he fell on his face and did reverence or obeisance. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold your servant. 
And David said to him, Fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and I will restore you all the land of Saul your father, and you will eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, Wait, what is your servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? And then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given unto your master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and you will bring in the fruits that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, will eat bread always at my table. And Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he will eat at my table just like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. That's where the palace was. And he did eat continually at the king's table. And he was lame on both his feet. Now, I know it's not lost on you. And I know we've studied it before. But we do have some new women. And I just can't pass up 2 Samuel 9 when we are comparing David with our King Jesus Christ. He's looking for somebody that he can bless that's in the house of his enemy Saul for Jonathan's sake. I just want you to see the advocacy here of Jonathan. Jonathan had risked so much for David, and now David is looking for a way to bless Jonathan's household as he had covenanted with Jonathan. And so he's. the report comes to him that there is a living heir of Saul, Jonathan's son, who is... And I want you to get these characteristics. He's lame on both his feet. He cannot do anything. He has nothing with which to recommend himself. He has nothing that will profit the King David. He is a complete liability rather than an asset. He can't physically make his own way. And without help, he is doomed. He is nothing. And isn't like, isn't that what we are in front of Jesus Christ? We are lame on both our feet. We ha- can do nothing to avail our own salvation. We can't eat at the king's table by ourselves. We are lame on both our own feet. And then he described himself as a servant. We should be in the slave position. If we could do anything at all, we should be in the slave position. But and Mephibosheth knew that. Mephibosheth said, I'm, I'm your servant. We have nothing. I mean, it's a privilege for us to be servants to God. But not only are we servants, he made us sit at his own table. He put us above all the servants. And he put us at his own table as a son, just like David did to Mephibosheth. And then he said, I'm a dead dog. Well, I looked up those Hebrew words for dead and for dog. The dead word, the dead word there, of course, is used all over the Old Testament for people who physically died. But in the figurative sense, it means complete worthlessness. 
finished with anything productive that you could do, and that was Mephibosheth. There was nothing he could do productive for King David. There was nothing he had to offer. In all practical ways, he was effectively worthless. He was gone. And then the the dog part is just a word of contempt. It means that he was looked on as worthless. He was looked on as a worthless, contemptible, shameful dog. So there he was, describing himself as a dead dog. Isn't that what we are to Jesus? We can't avail anything for the King of Kings. We have nothing that he needs. And we are contemptible in our sin and shame. But we are the ones who are lame on both feet, contemptible dead dogs, servants in rank at best. And he takes us and says, you will eat at my table forever. And for us, of course, that's in the heavenly realm. We get to eat at the king's table now in his kingdom, the church, and then we get to be transferred to his eternal kingdom and the promises forever and ever and ever. When David went to Goliath, Goliath said these words, Am I a dead dog? Am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? That's in 1 Samuel 17, 43. I don't think he used the word dead, but dog. Am I a dog that you would come to me? Goliath was, was high and mighty. He thought he could avail everything on his own, but he was nothing without God. He was a dog without God. He was effectively worthless without God. But what was the difference between Goliath the dog and Mephibosheth the dog? Well, the difference was Mephibosheth bowed down before the king and said, I'm nothing in your sight. And Goliath said, who do you think I am? A dog? I can, I can, I will crush you, is what he said. I'm, I'm, and he said that before the future king of Israel. It was a difference in their attitudes. Both were worthless in the sight of the king, but one recognized his worthlessness and came as, came to, to the king as we come to Christ as beggars, realizing our worthlessness. I'm reminded of the Pharisee and the publican that were praying in the temple. And you remember that the Pharisee, the, um, yeah, the Pharisee and the publican, the Pharisee looked before God. He looked up to heaven, didn't bow his head, and said, I thank you that I'm not like this publican over here. He basically said, I'm not a dog like this publican. I'm worth so much to you. I do this and I do this and I fast twice in a week and I give of my money. And then the publican said, I'm a dead dog, basically. He said, I have nothing with which to recommend myself. Have mercy on me, a sinner. I'm just going to tell you here that when the Pharisee and the publican were praying in the temple, that the Pharisee was Goliath. He thought he had it all together. He thought he was unconquerable. 
and he recommended himself in such a fallacious manner. But yet the publican was Mephibosheth. He came before the king and said, I have nothing with which to recommend myself. I am a dead dog. We are, as Christians today, blessed Mephibosheth. Don't forget that. Don't ever forget that you are Mephibosheth. And when you start to think that you are self-sufficient, when you start to th call things your own, when you start to think, I am better than fill in the blank, when you start to think, I'm good enough to deserve this, when you start to think, why is God doing this to me? Oh, think about the fact that you are Mephibosheth that I am but a dead dog before him. I am lame on both my feet. And he has yet reached out to me and said, come and eat at my table forever and ever. I love 2 Samuel 9 because it is just such a clear picture of my undone condition before him. And of the fact that when I bow before the king and say, I'm your servant, I'm but a dead dog, he says to me, come and eat at my table. Let's be Mephibosheth. Let's not be Goliath. Let's be the publican. Let's not be the Pharisee. And I hope you have a great day.